baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The writer's strike recently ended. We got new Saturday Night Live this weekend with Bad Bunny. Did a great job. Um, But the writer's strike was settled because they dealt with the idea of AI, of AI taking the writer's jobs, writing in their voice, maybe even writing something that the writers themselves never would have written. The screen actors are also looking into this, being misrepresented by AI. And joining us now, our next guest is here to chat about that exact thing. Professor James Grimmelman, he is uh, presenting tonight at the 38th annual Scylla Lecture at the University of Minnesota, and he is talking about the defamation machine. Can chat GPT commit hmm. libel? Professor Grimmelman is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And Professor, we're so uh, we're intrigued by having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so let's talk about this. I know that your presentation is on, can chat GPT commit libel? So I, you don't have to give away the whole presentation, <laughs> but can it? Well, it's being sued. <clears throat> there are now several people who have sued OpenAI, the company behind it, over the outputs of chat GPT. Somebody types in your name, and it just makes up a bunch of facts about you. It, that's so interesting to me because that was going to be my question if it's already happening. So you you say it is, and like, in what ways like does this happen, and how is it being challenged? So basically, ChatGPT is a very complicated, very sophisticated kind of autocomplete. It's been trained on billions of texts from around the world on the internet, and so in some cases, it's you try to complete a sentence like the weather today is blank, it will figure out that an appropriate next word is fine or bad or good, how are you? But when you ask it about something it knows less about, that there's less existing data on, it has to guess at what possible next completions could be. And in those cases, if it's, you're a person and there's not an extensive library of facts about you like a celebrity – it may well just start predicting the kinds of things that would be said about minor public figures. So if you ask it to summarize information, there's a mayor in Australia who did this, and it started suggesting that he'd been investigated for corruption and embezzlement. That is terrifying. And how is that? Because chat GPT is supposed to be trained, we would assume, on facts or whatever is inputted into chat GPT. So how is it that it's now making up, or it can, make up falsehoods? So it's basically not so much reciting specific facts that it knows the way that a search engine would. Instead, it's trying to come up with a kind of average of everything that's said on the Internet. And the average of everything that's said on the Internet is a lot of scandals and a lot of confidence. People don't express opinions tentatively online. They say, this is happening and this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And so if you apply that to a random person's name, you know, sometimes it will come back with very confident claims about scandals. 
So in this case, so the the case you mentioned about this mayor in, in Australia. So is that so? I was going to ask you. So how did it? Like what information was out there that it would suggest that there was mm-hmm. some some sort of malfeasance? So somebody must have at some point accused this person uh, of doing that, and that's and that's kind of that input on the web was used to make this uh, predicament or make this prediction. Is that so? Is that what happened? Not even that. It knew that he was a mayor and a public official. And there are accusations against various mayors and other public officials out there on the Internet. And ChatGPT puts those two things together. Wow. Accusations of corruption are the things people tend to say Uh about public officials. Wow. Okay, so how, how do we stop this? Because right now, by the way, I'm putting I, – I don't love ChatGPT. I'm putting into Bard, Adam Carter, WCCO Radio. Yeah. But how do we stop this? Or can we? So in one answer that the companies would suggest is just don't believe what they tell you, that you know, it's for entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. This is a machine system. It's not meant to be a source of truth. And there's something to that. We don't trust autocomplete on our phones as a source of truth. But it's also people are using this already and treating its outputs as reliable. So that ship may have sailed. Uh, another question I have is that, you know, libel cases are difficult to prove anyway. How, uh, how much more difficult is it if, you're pro- if, they, if, it's, if it's a computer and not a person that you're, you're, you're claiming the libel against? So this is actually going to be the heart of my talk tonight. So if you want to hear more, come on down to the Cowles Auditorium at the School of Public Affairs. Uh, but, yeah, the, with people, when you are saying something about a public figure, the plaintiff has to prove not only that what the statement was false, but that the defendant acted with actual malice, that they knew it was false or consciously disregarded a known risk that it was false. And that's really hard to figure out what that means for a computer system. They don't have minds or brains in the same way that people do. And so... We have to ask really fundamental questions about what it means for a computer to know anything. I'm blown away by this conversation, by the way. Are there any, I guess, repercussions uh, for ChatGPT libeling? somebody? Like, is there... Yeah, who's to blame? Right, who's to blame? And then, like... I mean, can can you sue and can you collect damages? Like, how would that shake out? Or, I, and I don't know if this has ever happened before, so I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but I'm thinking down the road. Well, you can't sue ChatGPT itself. Right? You know, it's not a person. And even if you got a verdict against it, what would you do? Put it in, like, the timeout box? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't have money to pay you. Right. So people are suing the companies behind them. Okay. And some of those suits are proceeding through the courts. I mean, it might be like previous cases where people have sued search engines for results that show up that are copyright infringing or defamatory. Um, but, yeah, it's really hard to know where we're going to land with this one. We're talking to uh, Professor uh, James Grimmelman, who uh, is presenting tonight at the mm-hmm. Tesla family. Or he's a Tesla family professor of digital information law at Cornell. Uh, and he's presenting tonight at Cal's Auditorium at the University of Minnesota. It will be a live stream, too, mm-hmm. via Zoom. Um, you mentioned there's a number of cases already uh, in, in the works uh, in the courts. How far along are they? And, like, is there mm-hmm. precedent yet uh, as far as any of these cases? 
So there's no precedent yet in the defamation cases. The suits have been filed. In a few cases, OpenAI has filed a response, but we haven't gotten any rulings yet. There are some copyright cases against the companies for scraping up all kinds of data on the internet. And those have gotten a little further, but it's still very preliminary. Well, this has been fascinating and eye-opening, and we so appreciate your expertise. Again, uh, Professor James Grimmelman is speaking tonight uh, at the Cowles Auditorium. And again, there is a Zoom, so please uh, Google the event, 38th Annual Scylla Lecture. It's called The Defamation Machine. Professor Grimmelman, thank you so much for your expertise. I'm sure we will call on you again. Yeah. My pleasure. Great talking to you. You got it. So I I put your name, yeah. Adam, into Bard. Have I been defamed by a computer? Um, well, listen, you tell me if it's accurate, okay? Well, I'm why gonna... don't we do this? Should we take a break and then come back and should we tease it? Or do you What wanna... happens oh. when you put into Bard, which is ChatGPT, Google's ChatGPT, Adam Carter, WCCO Radio? I'll tell you next. So can ChatGPT or AI defame somebody? Did it defame Adam Carter? I, pl- I use Bard. I plugged. I hope um, so. I'm and, ready to sue, baby. I know, right? We we could use some extra cash flow. Um, Bard is is Google's Chat GPT. I just like it better. It's connected to the internet in more real time. I just like it better than Chat GPT. Uh, let's see. This is what it says. <clears throat> Adam Carter is a journalist and radio host at WCCO Radio in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's been with the station since 2001. Correct. And currently co-hosts the morning show Adam and Jordana with Jordana Verde. <laughs> <laughs> it says that. It says that. Okay. So I'm no longer Jordana Green on the internet. I like I'm, Jordana Verde. I'm just Jordana Verde. That's your Instagram name, right? I don't want to be – it is my Instagram. And Verde I don't want Spanish to appropriate, though. Yes, correct. But my children are oh. Spanish speakers, so that's why I put it in when I started my Instagram a thousand years ago. All right. Back to you. Okay. Carter is known for his engaging personality and his ability to connect with listeners. He's also a passionate advocate for the Minnesota community and often covers local news and events on his show. Passionate. In addition to his work on WCCO Radio, Carter is also a host for Town Square Television. Also correct. Where he produces and hosts a variety of shows, including Live From Here and A Prairie Home Companion. Oh! Is that any of that true? No. Okay. That would be Garrison Keeler. Okay. Uh, continued. Carter is a highly respected journalist and media personality in Minnesota. Okay. He is known for his professionalism, yeah. his dedication to his craft, and his commitment to the community. Bazinga! Oh. That's my, my Michael, nothing about my Michael McDonald impersonation. There's one more line. Fun fact. Adam Carter is a big fan of... Fish. Pearl Jam. Oh, is that, true? Is that yes. even true? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why I asked you what That's your favorite weird. bands were. I forgot Pearl Jam. And yeah, you Pearl just Jam. named five that were not Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. But I am a big fan of Pearl Jam. Okay. Not, <clears throat> I mean, not like a massive, incredible fan of Pearl Jam, but okay. yeah. Okay. And then I said. Weird. How does it come up with that stuff? Really? And then I said, tell me about Jordana Green, WCCO Radio. Uh-oh. Here's the response. I do not have enough information about this person to help with your request. I am a large language model and able to communicate and generate human-like text response to a range of, of questions. But my knowledge about this person is limited. So well, then... I feel slighted for you. I, well, then I wrote, tell me about Jordana Verde, WCCO Radio. There's a whole bio. There's a photograph. And most of it 
is correct. It says, I joined the station in 2013 when it was really 2012. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I'm fine with that. Give or take a year. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. What was the one thing that was wrong? Oh, uh, Verde is a mother of two. Nope, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also a certified yoga instructor and meditation teacher. What? None of that's true. I am not a certified yoga instructor. I used to do, you know, breathing exercises on my Instagram at, and and mantras and things like that. But um, no, I am not a certified yoga instructor. I don't know if doing it on Instagram makes me a meditation teacher, but I am now. Okay, that not true. But okay, but that there that. There's, that's a problem. Yes, that's because that's not true. I mean, we can laugh about that. Yeah, I'm not a. But okay, like what would be offensive? Like that comes up on there. Oh, now, that's clearly, I mean, well, yeah. that's what we were talking to the professor about. Okay, if it's right, like Jordana's a member of Hamas. Like yes. that would be bad. Yes, that would be. And bad. So clearly, it takes information <laughs> from things like you've posted, mm-hmm. right? right? Obviously, right. Or introductions that people have given for me in public spaces, you know, that might be online or yep. taken from a PDF. You know, even my bio on yeah. my on my website right. or my or the CCO website, of course. So like a perfect so okay, I've obviously I must have posted at some point about Pearl Jam, which is right. why I've, he's a fun fact. But like let's say I posted yeah, about Hamas. Right. Like in opposition to it. Fun fact, Adam yeah. Carter likes Hamas. It's- I mean that could happen now. That's what I'm saying. Because it makes its own judgments on things like that. And also, a certified yoga instructor, like, that's pretty specific. There is nowhere on, if I even have a resume anymore on my LinkedIn, I don't even say I do yoga. Like, I, I'm, it's just fun is, for me. I, I'm not crazy. a certified instructor. What if it said they are a certified board plastic surgeon? Right. Am I allowed to go do facelifts now? There's more money in that than radio. Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, like, <laughs> but no, don't could, come I mean, to me this for is, your face. This is a great example of how what we were just talking right. about now, right? About how mm-hmm. this creates a problem, mm-hmm. especially like with the politicians. So I was thinking when I asked him about that mayor, mm-hmm. I said, okay, so somebody at some point accused the guy of, you know, stealing money or something, even though it's untrue. But no, it just it based that on politicians being accused of mm-hmm. corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, and and someone texted, uh, hold on, this text here is interesting. Jordana, what if someone puts something right. untrue, like, for example, a politician being a rapist? Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, that's – first of all, if somebody posts that online, that actually is defamation and there yes. is somebody that can be held responsible. So hopefully um, that would be challenged maybe. But, but if you put it online, it's probably getting into the algorithm pretty quickly because yeah. it's AI. Right. It's real time now. That it, But – we just made this person's point that um, yes, to a much lesser degree, but yes, yes I mean yes. it's like totally out of left field and yeah. has no barren semblance of reality or truth. Like all those nice things that said about you being exactly. you know right. for he, the community and everything. Pillar. Where did that come from? Pillar. Where's that guy? Right. Right. A true advocate, a trusted journalist. Yeah, David, you need to get out more because I just popped in. Um, tell me about David Josephson, WCCO Radio, and like Jordana Green, they do not have enough information yeah. about that person. But maybe that's good. Oh, I think. Well, it's not necessarily good for my job here, but as a person and a father, a I think that is very good. That yes, yeah, I don't need people doing that. You don't want that footprint out no. there, mm, right? So I mean, maybe it's better that I'm Jordana Verde because that's sort of like an alias. I'm Jordana Green is my real name. Um, I just read an article about this. So there's a construction company, uh, the owner of a concrete company who was accused of, uh, falsifying bids or being, or overbidding, uh, government contracts and he was acquitted, but 
the press release from the U.S. Department of Justice that announced he was being indicted is still up on their website. So he's trying to have that press release removed. And that's a good question. Okay, should he have a right to have that press release removed? Because obviously now when people Google his business and his name, it links to that press release. Mm-hmm. Should should the U.S. Should Department that. of Justice right. take that down? Right. They probably should. I don't know. Can I, I just did Chad. Okay. Chad? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of information about American Chad. radio talk show host on WCCO AM in Minneapolis, the son of legendary sports writer Sid Hartman. Mm-hmm. His show airs from 12 to 3, so they got Correct. that right. Wide range of topics, sports, politics, pop culture. He's known for his engaging personality and ability to connect with listeners. Didn't they uh, say the same thing about me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and you, this may sound familiar. Hartman is also a passionate advocate for the Minnesota community (laughs) and often covers local news and events on his show. Get this. In addition to his work on WCCO Radio, Hartman is also a host for Town Square Television, where he produces and hosts a variety of shows, including Live From Here and A Prairie Home Companion. What? Here are some facts about Chad Hartman. He's a big fan of the Minnesota Vikings and Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. He's also a fan of the band Pearl Jam. He is married and has two children. He is a graduate of St. Thomas. No. Any of that true? None of that is true. Uh, he is a member of the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Is that true? Not true. Okay. Um, Hartman is a valuable asset to the WCCO radio lineup. He shows one of the most popular in the Twin Cities. I can't verify that either. That's crazy. But like, he's the town you. Square... Town Square Media. Right. So how did that get conflated? Because clearly it's... that's part of your bio. Probably because when they talk or when there's things written about the show which they were both on for a while like the technology couldn't distinguish between the two of you boy but there's so much more material on him than there is of me like he's got a huge track record yeah none of it's right hardly any of that is right right don't worry Susie. um oh i said oh wait hold on did you type in Susie jones who's in the in the studio right now we're doing uh searches on chat gpt because we just did a conversation with a professor who's speaking at the Scylla center tonight about lawsuits being filed because chat gpt makes up facts about people and in some cases it libels people wow Susie jones is a news reporter for wcco radio in minneapolis minnesota she's been with the station since 1996 yeah that's true good true. for you yep. variety of roles part-time reporter morning street reporter talk show host jones is known for her uh thorough reporting and ability to connect with listeners She's she's also a passionate advocate for, for the, the Minnesota, Minnesota community. community. Yes, wow. yes. What else um, did I do? She is a frequent guest on local television and radio programs. Get this. She's also a member of the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the National Association of Black Journalists. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I thought I let that membership go. Wait, here are some fun facts about Susie Jones. She is a mother of two college graduates. Yes, that's yes. true. Uh, she's a native Minneapolis. That's true. Graduate of University of Minnesota. That's true. Big fan of the Twins. Yeah. Fan of the band Prince. <laughs> the band, right? And no. Jones is a valuable asset to the CCO radio team, and her reporting is a central part of the station's coverage of the Minnesota community. Aww. Aww. Well, there you go. Most of it true. was right, Most but of some of right. it is not. Did yeah. you? St- I'm going to toot my toot my own horn yeah, one more me. time. You know Sylvia Kaplan. Yes. Do you do know her, Sam and Sylvia? Okay. Anyway, she was quoted in the Minneapolis St. Paul magazine saying her favorite radio person was Susie Jones because she gets it. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. 
sweet. I mean, you're just talking about all that, but I thought it was funny that she would just say she gets it. That is so sweet. You do. I think I do. I think I get it. Plain talk with Susie Jones. Yeah. If if this was uh, some other form, if I could swear... This would be a whole different world. Honey, amen, you can sister. do that on a podcast. Why don't you have a podcast? Susie just, Jones Unplugged. Just let it go. Let it go. All right. You can swear we're the best of them. I you got can. news? Are you doing news I coming am, up? I am this All right. We have we some more information then. on the St. Paul homicide. There we go. That's All coming right. up after yeah. CBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.